0: And hello and welcome to America Can We Talk? I'm Debbie George Addis. Today in our show we're going to talk about the Constitution and the rule of law is down but not done. Congressman Pete Sessions, U.S. Congressman from Texas and CD17 joins me. Uh, Lexington, Concord and Mar-a-Lago, what happened yesterday in Mar-a-Lago, and Dr. Simone Gold and American History. And of course I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. Hello, welcome to America. Can we talk to today's first five? I'm Debbie Georgianis. If you're tuning in online or wherever you're listening to this show, uh, I want to thank our team at Real News PR in Dallas, Real News Communication Networks for having this show rock and roll while we're still here on vacation in California. Um, we're having a little technical difficulty, so I'm not really seeing what you see, but my producer tells me to go, so I'm going to go. I want to call the first five. I called the first five today. Uh, the Constitution and the Rule of Law is down but not done. Uh, I received multiple text messages, emails, phone calls yesterday and today related to what happened at Mar-a-Lago yesterday. And among the messages that very serious conservatives were saying to me is, you know, the Constitution is, is gone, the Rule of Law is gone, we're, we're in new territory. I know that a very respected conservative pundit, Mark Levin, has made some reference of America's in a post-constitutional Phase We're post-Constitution. We don't follow the Constitution anymore. What I want to say in the first five is this. I talk quite a bit about election integrity, and we'll talk about that again in many other shows. Election integrity, the ability to trust that you, when you cast your vote, you're casting it in a system that is not subject to, inv- vulnerable to hacking or manipulation, is a fundamental, integral part of keeping America. America but so is the constitution and so is the rule of law and so is this whole structure created by our, our founders. So where we are in America today, I would could not agree more that we are in a very dangerous phase of America. We have an administration in Washington, D.C., that has proactively announced they will not honor your free speech rights. They're telling you if you dare to challenge the administration, DHS Bolton said so, dare to talk about in this administration, you don't trust their advice on COVID vaccines, you don't trust their statements on election fraud, that you might be considered a domestic terrorist. We have January 6th commission, uh, keep calling it the Inquisition Committee on and on, clearly targeting to try to make President Trump unable to run again, which he apparently is considering in 2024. But even worse, that commission is designed, it is determined to send a signal to the American people, you don't challenge this administration, And we have an extraordinarily overzealous FBI going after people like Dr. Simone Gold, who happens to be a personal friend of mine. I know she's doing her 60 days right now. Uh, We'll talk about that a little later in the show. But what I really want to say in the first five is, it's one thing to say election integrity, it matters, because it really, really does. But the entire structure of our freedom in this country is the notion that we have the Declaration's promises which include life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, rights from our creator, which can only be carried out. Those promises can only be carried out if we have a rule of law that applies to everyone equally, all men created equally. What we seem to be washing, walking, watching in Washington, D.C., is an FBI out to get the people who participated in January 6th, some of whom never even entered the Capitol, and an FBI executing a search warrant yesterday at Mar-a-Lago for, on Donald Trump. And I know we'll talk more about what he did and didn't have and what occurred, but I will remind you, I'll go into more detail later on this, that President Obama famously removed mountains of documents out of the White House. He was actually called to task by uh, the federal government. He spent millions of dollars, something like $36 million in legal fees, defending his right to take his own documents and nothing Let me repeat, nothing happened to him. We have Hillary Clinton, what she did, uh, which we'll talk about in a moment because I'm going to give you the short little blurb that was issued by President Trump yesterday. But what we seem to have is a very shaky and dangerous um, uh, misapplication or failure to apply and uphold the rule of law. That's what Trump is saying about what happened yesterday. I truly think it's a very dangerous time in our country that you would have an FBI go, uh, unprecedented go after a former president over documents he claim are missing when they did nothing of the kind under President Obama, who openly acknowledged he was taking his documents with him and he would turn over some of them. Nothing happened to him nothing and there are other comparisons to be made but we get into a dangerous phase because there's been a politicization of america's government through the especially through what january 6th committee is doing and really just an effort to take down president trump any way they can and i think for many people it's just a serious time trying to ask can we return to rule of law the equal equal application of the law are we going to uphold something like what the constitution created so we're going to talk in a moment with Congressman Pete Sessions, but before we do, I want to play for you. I want to show you the statement that Donald Trump issued yesterday after the uh, search warrant was executed at Mar-a-Lago. Amelia, if you can put that up, this is a Donald Trump's statement. Uh, I have no idea if it's up. Like this is um, okay, Amelia. I can't even see the screen. Is is your statement up? This is really bad. Okay. Um, I'm just going to read you this statement, not the whole thing, but the pertinent part. This is a statement by Donald Trump yesterday. These are dark times for our nation as my beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, is currently under siege, raided and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. After working and cooperating with the relevant government agencies, this unannounced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate. It is prosecutorial misconduct the weaponization of the justice system, and an attack by the radical left Democrats who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024. He goes on with a few other points. He also talks about, he refers to the political prosecution of himself over the uh, fully debunked, as he says, Russia, Russia, Russia scam, uh, impeachment hoax one, impeachment hoax two. But he also goes on to mention Hillary Clinton and how she was allowed to delete an acid wash Admittedly, deleted an acid wash, 33,000 emails after they were subpoenaed by Congress. Absolutely nothing happened to hold her accountable. As I said earlier, nothing happened to President Obama for taking documents, very, very similar case, taking documents out of the White House that he wanted and still holds as private in his presidency. Um, And so I, I want to close out the first five by saying whether you love Donald Trump or dislike Donald Trump or think he's good, bad or indifferent, it's really important to understand that what we're talking about is a crisis related to whether or not the rule of law actually applies to everyone in this country. Or have we become, as uh, Governor DeSantis has made reference to, a banana republic in which the government is run by people who willingly use the forces and ability they have to turn a, to use their forces against their political enemies and support their own power, which very much seems where we te- seems like where we are. So that, my very fine friends, is today's First Five. I mentioned at the start of the show, we have Congressman Pete Sessions joining us. I'm grateful that he um, happened to reach out this morning. He has a statement his office has put out related to um, January 6th. So, Emilia, you can go back to me. Um, and I want to mention on that um, statement that um, this is something I, I sent to Emilio, I think he can put it up. Um, Okay, we are really, it is up, okay. All right, uh, we have a statement by Congressman Pete Sessions. I'm just going to read it to you and then we'll bring him on. To tell you a quick background, Congressman Sessions was my congressman for many years. We lived in Dallas. Uh, He is now representing a different congressional district, CD17, in Congress, Uh, longtime involvement in Washington, D.C., and someone who is now on the House Oversight Committee. His statement from yesterday was, Yesterday, several of America's legacy institutions pushed the boundaries of common sense, tradition, and decency. Political thuggery should not be accepted by the American people, And a day will come which will require our full attention to getting proper answers. As a member of the Oversight and Reform Committee, this task and challenge will be be before us soon. Congressman Pete Sessions, Texas CD17. Let's welcome to the show, Congressman Sessions.
1: Hello, sir. Debbie, I'm good. Thank you very much.
0: I'm so glad you could be here today. Go ahead.
1: Well, me too. Debbie, your first five minutes were stunningly appropriate. And from a perspective that you have and most Americans have, uh, our nation is, is perhaps, as Mark Levin suggests, is, is in a post-Constitution perspective. I think what's important for us to recognize is, is that we have been going through, as always, uh, changes some good, some bad, but that establish a precedent for how things should be handled. And I remember back in '74 when they, when President Nixon went through his debacle with with his own party and with the Department of Justice, and it was handled properly and professionally. Uh, as you know, uh, this is unparalleled. This this uh, Department of Justice in their drive for not the, not integrity, not respect, not the law has driven us to a reality where yesterday I think you and I and many other Americans, we want to be on the side of truth and common sense and the law. We're now to reality, and that is this administration will use the Federal Bureau of Investigation for their own political shenanigans that they would choose to have. And this is what we continue to see, as you know, the vote on Friday in the House of Representatives, just like it was in the Senate, had 88,000 new IRS agents who would have the exact same power as it deals with taxation. They can garnish your wages, they can close your account, they can come and take your home from you with very little uh actual uh ability on the side of a of a taxpayer to protect himself. And this is the kind of of discriminate uh action that is being taken by the Democratic Party. And we need to pay attention. So you you've nailed the rest of it, but it is true.
0: That's a great summation. I do want to ask you, Congressman Sessions, since we talked before the show came out, I remembered earlier today, I actually printed out some things about your dad. Your dad, William Sessions, uh, served from uh, 1987 through 1993 as the fourth director of the FBI. And, you know, broadly speaking, before we dive into yesterday, if the FBI, as one of the uh, powers in Washington, D.C., one of the law enforcement agencies, their ability and willingness and commitment... To follow the law, to apply the law evenly to all, to understand they're supposed to be blind justice. They are not a political arm of the White House, whichever party's in power. They're, they are they have the FBI director obviously is appointed by the president, and, the, and that person uh, answers to the President. But the FBI, in conducting its investigations, as well as the Department of Justice, making decisions with respect to prosecution, they are supposed to have allegiance to this notion, this higher idea of the rule of law and blind justice. And to me, it seems very much like we have lost that right now. We have a a leftist government that is literally using institutions... um, to, for their own political gains. So I'd love to have you, I don't know if you have any memories of talking to your dad about this or what his views were, but I'd love to have you share those if you can.
1: Well, sure I do. And, 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 and I do want to relate some of this to my father. You'll recall he had been a federal judge for 14 years uh, before. Uh, had tra- Each of those 14 years handled more cases on the bench than any other federal judge in the country. Granted, they were a mostly a criminal na- of criminal nature. But I think my father uh, really had it right. right, right or wrong. He never attended President Reagan's birthday party. He would not go wow. to the White House for things that might be considered uh, chummy chummy or pal. He was very careful about what he did to maintain that sense of balance and authority. But I think the point that we need to also remember in here is, The Department of Justice has at its discretion the way it does business, and the way it does business is before things come to the FBI, they should be vetted with someone to put a request, especially a former president. There's much of the law that dictates, even though we heard that President Obama did not follow pieces of the law. But they could have politely asked for this at some point when frustration by the Department of Justice. They could have led to a subpoena. This use of uh, what happened, the raid, is wholly inappropriate and signals bad things for not only the American people, but I think for the Democratic Party. It shows that they are willing to do things well outside the well-understanding processes that have been established, and it could have been stated uh, directly around the president that we need to get these, that there are things that we need to understand, and and perhaps we will find out that there was some request. But for a judge, then the Article 3 judges, to then uh, allow this, uh, this search warrant, uh, to me, is also uh, well outside Uh, norms that have been established. So it's obvious to me that the Democratic Party, by the things that they're doing, not just at our border where they have their own idea of the use of law enforcement, federal law enforcement, they believe they can use the FBI in the same way that they're using federal law enforcement for border and customs protection, that they are using immigration officials. They are using them against the law that they were sworn to uphold And they are utilizing this for their own political considerations. And that's when Mark Levin, among others, who used to serve as chief of staff in the Department of Justice at the same time my father was FBI director. They knew each other well. And there is a limitation that is placed on them of the law and the use of the law. And this administration is taking full advantage of that. And it starts it starts with people like with Richard Nixon, who would say, no, sir, that is not the correct application. We will not do that. And they need to say this to the president of the United States. The attorney general needs to say this. The secretary of Homeland Security, Mayorkas, needs to understand that he is openly violating the laws of this country. Perpetrating and undermining the rights of federal law enforcement, and that is wrong. So, let's go to the last point. As on my statement, as a senior member of this United States Congress, I will serve on the on the Government Reform Committee, as I do today, and we will ask these important questions and. Uh, Kevin McCarthy put out uh, has put out information, I think very similar to me, but put out information that said, you need to know that you need to hold your paperwork because you will be called to test next year, not to come from memory, but to come from what the exact order was, the circumstances surrounding this. And this is a sad, yesterday was a sad day, and they will be called to account for this And next year, when when the the American people have put Republicans back in charge in the House, we will publicly ask the the questions. We will not go into a classified setting. We will put the truth out and let let the American people hear it for whatever it is. We will not go and hide. We will not say, oh, we'll go behind and let you explain this uh, in in, in a classified setting. Not going to happen. We will insist that they say the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and we will hold them accountable. Last point, they are given discretion. The administration is given discretion. We're given oversight, and we will fully use that oversight. And for anyone that is out there listening saying, oh, Republicans aren't up to it, Republicans are up to it. We are up to it, and we will fully do this. In the light of day, it's the best disinfectant. If we're going to save our legacy institutions like the Department of Justice, like the Federal Bureau of Investigation, to save our Constitution, everyone needs to see right, wrong, and we will then try and clarify for the American public what changes need to take place. People like you, Deb Georgiades, you coming and saying these things is an indication how far... Wrong. this administration is god bless you
0: thank you congressman sessions very very much Um, i want to throw in two quick things one is my comment about mark levin i don't think he is concluding he's giving up on america and i hear some people just throwing their hands up and saying we we, will never get it back and my meaning my point in raising what he was saying is to say it's in the hands of the american people it's whether you decide to vote in back in a republican majority which you really need to do in the fall uh, whether you ho- hold on and protect against the possibility of election fraud so we can have fair elections and then it's incumbent on the people to hold the feet to the fire of everyone in congress uh, to say you really need to look into this you can't just sweep it under the rug so i mentioned mark levin i think he's brilliant i love the guy I really am trying to say the American people do hold the power to uh, to insist we're going to go back to our Constitution. We're going to have a rule of law. We're not going to let these leftists take it over.
1: I do want to well, ask you. Uh, let, let, let me agree with you. At no, no point did I mean to say that Mark Levin has given in. Mark yeah. Levin is sounding like a Paul Revere, sounding yes. the, the alarm that what we must do. And I will tell you this, that that of all the people that have ever served like Mark, he is the clearest with an idea of rule of law, the Constitution, what's important. So Mark Levin is a, he does not consider me a dear friend. I consider him a dear friend. Uh, And and he is very good. He knows me well, and he knows what we did during those years to win back when we had lost in 2008 and nine, and uh, what it took to win that back. So yes, ma'am, you got a question.
0: Yeah, very quickly on the uh, House Oversight Committee. So you can hold hearings, you can investigate. Ultimately, if what you reveal uh, in those committee hearings sounds as though different, whoever's held responsible, uh, FBI agents, the head of the FBI, your capacity there is just to make that public, but you don't really have a a, a mechanism to bring charges against them. You would have to count on, for, if there were to be criminal charges, you'd have to count on the FBI to do that. Is, isn't that kind of tough?
1: No, uh, it's what you say is partially true. I would remind you that Roger Clements, when he came before the committee several years ago, he was asked questions where he misled the committee, where he did not provide complete and accurate uh, information. And we gave a referral to the Department of Justice. I did not do that, but they did. A referral was given to them when when the American people see what this is. Uh, there will be a disgust by them. And I don't mean it will be disgust. I mean, they outrage. will call for outrage. They will call for these things. And, and our job is that. But if, if we found, when I originally served on government reform in 1997 and 98, we three different times had to subpoena Janet Reno, I would remind those that don't remember Janet Reno three times, turned it down. She went to the hospital for exhaustion. She was the longest serving attorney general in our history. And what she did is she hid because she knew what she had done. And and I think that, that history dealt with that of the kind of person that she was. So there's a lot we can do and a lot the American people will do. And that is what the institution should be for.
0: Congressman Sessions, I know you have a busy schedule like every single day of your life. I'm so happy. It just worked out at exactly the right time. You happen to be able to join me today. Um, and I really will look forward to hear, watching as we get past November elections to see what the House Oversight Committee can do. And I also love the perspective you're able to share because your dad was in charge of the FBI, where the understanding is, even though you're appointed by the president and, and you serve apparently his pleasure and, and you report to him, this rule of law concept and I'll share one more thing and you can comment and I'll let you go. But my other point about it is, if you are someone who thinks, well, I don't like Donald Trump, I don't care if he was mistreated, I don't care if this was an unjustified raid because I don't like him, what you're really conceding is not just what happens to Donald Trump and whatever was, was gathered during that search warrant. You're conceding the idea that the law, the government can be used against your political opposition. And once you can see that premise... You're abandoning the rule of law and you just maybe next time around, if we agree that's what America's going to become, like a banana republic, you're going to end up sometime where the other side's in charge and you're the one that they are going to misapply or have overzealous prosecution. So the rule of law really, as it's properly applied, it blesses everyone on the political spectrum, the most leftist, the most right and everybody in between. It's what keeps part of what keeps America stable and fair. And I love your response to that, and I promise I'll let you go.
1: Well, the bottom line is we at whore, what happens in communist countries, we're dictators. So it moves us closer to a dictatorship as opposed to a rule of law. And everyone is entitled to uh, th- their day in court, but everybody's entitled to a process that is well known and understood. And Deb, I will tell you, uh, I cannot wait to see how this unravels. You saw Andrew Como put a statement out that said this looks terrible and the Department of Justice has a responsibility and an obligation to fully explain their actions and their activities. And if they don't, may God may God help them because it is a sad day for America. That's a paraphrase, but Andrew Como, Democrat, former uh, governor of New York, said the same thing. It is, it is not something, and last point here, It is not something where everybody goes, oh, yeah, we suspected this would happen. No one suspected this. And this is well outside the bounds. It goes to what I call thuggery.
0: That's a great word, thuggery. Congressman Sessions, thank you so much, very, very much for taking time to talk to me today. I really appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. Good to talk to you, sir. Take care. Thank you for your service. You bet. Okay, folks, I have to tell you that I was, you know, this, I mentioned yesterday and today that I was getting text messages and emails and calls and people, are you watching what's happening uh, in Florida? And I was, of course, you're following the story. I want to mention some things why I say this is such an important rule of law idea. And that has to do with similar things that happened under the Obama administration as one example, where it wasn't just that we didn't have an FBI raid on the Obama team we didn't have an fbi raid and they, they didn't do it they just left it alone but the bigger point is that the entire apparatus of washington dc the entire media apparatus the entire congress senate everyone understood that you don't go after this president president obama um even though his apparent uh, taking of documents out of washington was at least as large in volume was very much uh confrontationally presented by the uh, the obama team it wasn't like a uh you know we sneaked out and look we got caught it was a you know we're, we're gonna tell you that we're gonna take these um and i will tell you one headline this is back in 2017 so this is just weeks after president obama left office um president obama sent a letter listen to this sent a letter to the national archives in july so of the previous year in july of the previous year authorizing his close aide, Anita Decker Breckinridge, to act as his representative. And this was rele- uh, uh, with respect to releasing White House records in future decades. And the letter was released to Politico. Obama's notice, dating July 26, 2016, so he's still in office, he basically says that if he dies, or becomes incapacitated. Uh, before 2029, uh, this other person would have authority. And there were, uh, at that time, Uh, There were people challenging, including the uh, National Archive Administration, uh, saying Obama's taking things he can't take, which is what happened with Trump. It was National Archives saying that Trump, we think he has more things he should have turned over. National Archive Administrator, as of June 10th, 2018, uh, this was uh, referring to what President Obama had done. Obama, in 2014, uh, signed this act, the Presidential and Federal Records Act Amendments, and despite the legislation he signed, which claimed to be the most transparent in history, uh, I want to tell you what happened then. Uh, this uh, this article, long. by the way, everything I'm telling you about, you can read in our website, americacanwetalk.org, americacanwetalk.org. You can read this article, but there were long articles written at the time, basically pointing out that. Obama took a bunch of things he wasn't supposed to. The National uh, Archive Administrator said, Hey, he took documents he's not supposed to. This is Obama. And this is Obama saying, in fact, during his administration, the Obama administration, he, Obama, spent $36 million on attorney's fees. That's a lot of attorney hours, basically saying, I'm keeping my, a lot of my presidential records secret. You can't have them. And so, I'm, you know, you can look at, you can compare Obama and Trump, go back and forth, back and forth, and and you know, make differences in their cases. But Obama had the same um, determination. If it's true that Trump had things that at Mar-a-Lago that were not that were not permissible, which is not even sure. But that's what the uh, raid was for, the subpoena was given to, uh, for, to the FBI to go and the search warrant given to search Mar-a-Lago was to look for records allegedly that the National Archive people had said were not, um, were not turned over and should have been. So you know, but I'm getting at is why I want you to understand this rule of law point. In Obama's era, because he's a leftist and because the entire federal bureaucracy is leftist, it just didn't matter what he did. It just didn't matter. No FBI raid, no you know, Department of Justice coming down on him. This is basically the uh, Obama administration saying, we don't follow the law. We announced way ahead of time. We're putting presidential records off limits for the next 12 years. Uh, National Archives complains that actually he took things you shouldn't have taken uh, and no consequence. And the, I, I'm raising just that example. The other example, which you heard earlier, President Trump made the point in his statement, Hillary Clinton knowing that the documents that she had in her possession were being sought by the FBI, literally had them acid washed and and crushed with hammers and nothing happened, nothing. And when you start to see this, it's so important to understand the rule of law has to mean not just that you roughly apply the same standards in all cases, the same standards, a sterile idea of rule of law, but it also means that when you have conduct you've agreed to under the obama era fbi doj the entire uh, washington apparatus including the, the uh, media all decided it was fine not going to embarrass him you can't turn around a few short years later and decide that the former president of the united states can have his private home searched over documents over documents. This is a in fact this is my next point I want to make. I have several really important points to make. That is the first one. The rule of law has been tossed aside in the trash heap by this FBI and DOJ by going after Trump when they didn't do anything to go after Obama. That is rule of law in the trash heap. More importantly though, and it's really important I think to grasp this, I think the reason that the FBI showed up at Mar-a-Lago with a search warrant. By the way, the judge The judge who signed off on the search warrant so the FBI could use to get into Mar-a-Lago. It's a judge in his private practice who, of all unsavory things, represented Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein's employees who were involved in tawdry, grotesque allegations, defending them. So he's not like a stellar guy. I mean, I understand you have to have criminal defense lawyers, but still... This is a guy who that occurred to him as a good thing to do as a a lawyer in private practice. But back to this judge, he gives him a search warrant and they're inside Mar-a-Lago. The reason what I want to tell you, I think is really going on is that I don't think they're that bent out of shape. The FBI, the DOJ or anybody else, even the national security, the the people, the archives people, they're not that bent out of shape about what documents Trump might have at Mar-a-Lago. They're looking for evidence tied to January 6th that is my opinion i i they didn't tell me this no one called me and told me this truth but i'm telling you they're they're down there because they are at this point desperate the democrat party is desperate because they realize Trump is so popular. They just saw him finish out a CPAC presentation where I I wasn't at CPAC, but people waited hours to hear him. And he's obviously every poll done. He is way ahead of every other conservative potential candidate for president in 2024, even Ron DeSantis, whom I deeply respect and appreciate. But Trump is way ahead. The left is in panic mode. They thought once they had driven Trump out of Washington, stolen the election of 2020, which they did too, they stole the election, they have him out, they've got January 6th committee, you know, Inquisition Committee working to destroy him, they thought his popularity with the American people would fall off, and it isn't happening. In fact, I will tell you what I think this raid accomplished yesterday, I think for many voters, it will drive them to vote this fall in 2022 for any Republican. Just get those Democrats out of Washington, out of the House, out of the Senate, these Democrats who support this Biden administration. And understand something else, who's responsible for this? You know, yes, you have the FBI head, you have Christopher Wray, uh, you're going up the ladder, you have the Attorney General Merrick Garland, everybody in the chain of command, all the way to President Biden, had to have signed off on this. I do not believe they would dare to execute an unprecedented, never done in American history, search warrant, at the private residence of the previous president never happened before over documents without the highest level of sign-off, including all the way to Biden. And there, the people have to be held accountable. Every single one up that chain, every single one. Biden, Merrick, Garland, certainly the uh, Christopher Wray, head of the FBI, and, and the many, many agents below him, these are people who are making America look like a third world banana republic communist regime where we're using the, the uh, levers of power they have at their hands to go after a former president. And they're after him because they can clearly see that the voters in this country who actually did reelect him in 2020 are not putting up with their efforts. They're not surrendering to the effort of the left to shut him down. A couple of legal points I want to make. Uh, Mark Elias, one of the attorneys for Hillary Clinton, uh, he had out a statement. Well, you know, we're going to get this all fixed because, after all, uh, there is this, there is a federal statute. I think I don't know if I just I, I can't even see the screen. You're know, supposed to be seeing here, but I don't know. Emilio, do you have the screen um, that that shows this? Mark Elias tweet. I don't know if you have that, but anyway, I'll, I'll tell you very quickly. Mark Elias, attorney for uh, Hillary Clinton, put out a tweet basically saying that he thinks the reason there it is uh, he thinks the reason that the fbi went for searching mar-a-lago is that there is this federal statute uh 2071 18 u.s code 2071 which argues elias saying that if trump can be found guilty of having removed documents from the white house that he wasn't permitted to have that he, can, that he would, therefore, be forfeiting his office and disqualified from holding any other office in the United States. So Elias is trying to say, hey, look, you know, this is the whole reason that they did this, is because they can, therefore, uh, just decide that there's a federal uh, statute that will prevent Trump from being able to run again. Understand, when I say the left is frightened, the left is frightened because they understand Trump is probably going to run in 2024. He's wildly popular with his voting base, and they are hysterical and panicked not because they don't like him or because he does mean tweets they know that trump now sees the depth the, the evil slithering snake-filled depth of the deep state and that when he if he were to get back in power he's really going to clean house in washington what i think we ought to draw conclusions and i'm going to try to hit so anyway, mark elias is trying to say that to be really clear about what mark elias is saying um there is no basis no basis for thinking that a federal court would actually uphold an eligibility standard written out in a statute. A federal court is not going to say, well, Trump meets the qualifications to run for president in the Constitution, but he can't run because of this federal law. Some people in Congress made up. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. The I, I truly am going to tell you that a federal court looking at this is not going to say, Especially the Supreme Court is not going to say, yeah, Trump is blocked from running because a bunch of congressmen wrote a law that changed and added qualifications to the constitutional qualifications that really decide whether Trump can run. So I don't think it's going to work. Elias is trying to make this argument. And I'll tell you something else. During the time that Hillary wanted to run, she did run in 2016, 2015, 2016, there were people looking at this very federal statute because she's destroying evidence out the wazoo openly everyone knows she's destroying evidence she didn't just move it to her house she destroyed it and the analysis at the time was this federal statute will never be upheld they're not going to prevent Hillary from running just because she pulled stuff out as a federal official out of the uh, reach of people in Washington even when it was being investigated and she was supposed to protect it so but I want to get this what they're really after in this whole episode they are so concerned that Trump will win in 2024, that anything they can lob onto him, anytime they can get him involved in some uh, litigation, proving his right to be a candidate, uh, they see it as an advantage. I don't even believe the FBI was actually in Mar-a-Lago yesterday just to find documents that were removed. They're looking for evidence, something they can use to hand over to the January 6th committee to help them bring down Trump. They want an indictment more than life itself. They want an indictment of Donald Trump. The January 6th committee is—that is, is all what they really all about—is can we possibly indict Donald Trump? They do have some grand juries now that have been convened in Washington D.C. Uh, one, of the Trump inside lawyer Cipollone has been called to that grand jury. So this is really moving forward, people. This is—I I started the show by saying these are dangerous times—and Trump started his statement by saying these are dark times. These are really dangerous times. Because the people in Washington who have power, they fully recognize the American people are outraged by most of what Biden is doing. They don't like what he's doing to our country. They don't like the January 6th thing. They don't like the election was stolen. More people now than back in the time that Biden was sworn in in 2021. More people recognize the election was stolen. More people have evidence about it. And the left is in panic mode, pure, full panic mode. That's why they dared to go after him the way they did. I want to mention a couple of things. I still want to get to Simone Gold today, but I want to hit this one point um, that has to do with um, what we can do about it. Because every speech I give, I, every email I get, I get people saying, what can we do about it? Tell us what we can do about it. So I'm going to list some things. Number one, every single person running for U.S. House, Democrat or Republican, or running for U.S. Senate, Democrat or Republican, needs to be confronted by your constituents, confronted by the voters, and said, do you denounce... The FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. Do you denounce it or are you okay with it? Yes or no is one or the other. Anyone who's okay with it, anyone who thinks it's probably okay, they don't deserve your help. Even a Republican running to take out a Democrat, if they're going to go up and then support with the, this this horrific abuse of the rule of law by the FBI, then they don't deserve your support. Candidates have to be held accountable. Elected officials have to be held accountable. Ultimately, the American people should be working to have permanently removed from power everyone in the chain of command who agreed with this FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. And this is true whether you love Trump, hate Trump, whatever you think, because we are watching our country, Mark Levin is right, we're watching our country disintegrate into a third world banana republic where the FBI was in search of documents, which could not possibly matter, they never bothered. When Obama took off with far more documents and very boldly, blat- blatantly said, "Not going to give them to you. Too bad." And and the the um, archives people were complaining about it, and and just nothing happened. You have to understand, we're losing our country if we don't demand the rule of law. So back to these people, we have to try to get out of office and really call for the removal. Everyone in the chain of command. Confront your members of Congress. Confront candidates. Insist upon it. Help people understand in your little world, your world of of people, whether they love your friends, acquaintances, whoever they are, whether you love Trump or hate Trump. This is a rule, a a horrific abuse of the rule of law. As is the entire January 6th committee. It really is time. It really is time for people to stand up and say that. Uh, before I turn to Simone Gold, I'm going to turn to her in just a very brief moment. But on, um, I want to tell you something. I've been asked by people, and on this vacation, I'm getting more emails saying this. People ask, why can't I take calls on this show? We are not set up to take phone calls. It's just not the way the studio works. But I will offer, I'm going to begin by saying, if people want to email me questions, I will dedicate the Wednesday, the second half of the show, every Wednesday... Before my big Thursday, you know, in-studio audience show, every Wednesday, the second half of the show, I will dedicate to answering questions you email me. You can email me a question at americacanwetalk at gmail.com. americacanwetalk at gmail.com. Put in the subject line, question for Debbie's show question for Debbie show something that just i know what it is when i see the subject line and then ask a question and i will answer questions the whole second half of the wednesday show um and and they can be you know on any political topic i love talking about pretty much everything so tell me your questions Wish the topics you wish i talked about i will do that um i want to wrap up the show though um today the other topic i wanted to get to and it almost feels like i don't have enough time to do it but i wanted to start this uh, at least to just start the discussion now and I may have time to hit the main points Dr. Simone Gold and this again it ties into our theme for the day the rule of law and the loss thereof Dr. Simone Gold and she's been on the show numerous times she's spoken at my summit uh, in the first summit we had Dr. Simone Gold is a doctor she's a lawyer she's the founder of the America's Frontline Doctors one of the very 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 few brave doctors who began speaking up early on in 2020 and 2021 about the idea that this virus that had descended on america covid-19 didn't need to be didn't need to fill america with so much fear wasn't really the threat to america that that it was painted to be she was trying to say there are many 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 treatments that are effective for covid-19 you know, hydroxychloroquine uh inhaled budesonide just just all sorts of treatments that work very well she set up a website trying to help people to understand what do you do when you have these symptoms how can you find a doctor in your area uh, as she was criticized by dr fauci and part of what she was saying is we really don't even need the vaccines there are plenty of great treatments she was also one of the early doctors to expose the idea of the uh, fact that the vaccines have serious serious dangerous side effects So she was already in the crosshairs of the left. And then when January 6th came along last year, she was invited to give some remarks uh, related to essentially healthcare freedom, the freedom to choose your own doctor and your own care. She goes to Washington. She wasn't able to speak at the rally. So on January 6th, she went up to the Capitol. She entered the Capitol. She read her speech for 20 minutes. She just decided in the Capitol, long as I have my speech, I'm going to read it. So she read it in the Capitol. She left didn't hit anybody, didn't break anything, didn't, didn't harm anything, any person, any object. She literally went in as the doors were being held open by Capitol Police, went in, spoke in the rotunda, didn't go into someone's office or any other inappropriate place, the rotunda of the people's house, where I'm going to tell you uh, millions of Americans have been because they visited the Capitol. That's where, where she went. She read her speech. And then when she was asked to leave, she left. For that, she is in the middle right now, of serving a 60-day jail term and i want to just i mean this is a you talk about the rule of law and how dangerous this era is in america we have people who actually participated in burning down buildings and occupying areas of other major cities really truly engaging in insurrection people who engage in violent riots smash windows burn buildings no accountability at all because those people Antifa them black lives matter protesters they're on this side of the radical leftist regime we're now living under so they didn't have prosecution very few of them got prosecuted but people who came to washington even peaceful people who didn't commit any violence at all they're in jail this is a profound example and a dangerous example of what i'm saying is a loss of rule of law the biden administration applies its its standard is who is it that is against us and who's for us and if you're against them if you're against them uh, then then you're just and in, in re- you are likely to be prosecuted you may be prosecuted for things that they would never otherwise prosecute and this is why we're in such danger in our country but i want to tell you a few more facts surrounding simone gold number one it happened that she had her case in front of a judge who then sentenced her who actually was someone who asked her out while she was in law school she's a doctor and a lawyer so the judge the sentencing judge asked her out And so that's a fairly weird thing. I mean, she said it wasn't a big deal. She was in law school. She wasn't interested. She said, no, thank you. That's the end of it. But a little bit weird. But other facts that are just truly telling about how egregious this criminal sentence is for her, besides that she did nothing wrong on January 6th. Part of what happened in the sentencing was the judge mentioned that she seemed to show no remorse for all the people who died on January 6th. Let me remind you, friends, let me remind you he made reference to the five people who died the sentencing judge the five who died on january 6th allow me to remind you the only person who died as a result of violence was an american veteran ashley babbitt who was unarmed and was shot to death by a capitol police officer no charges so why simone gold should have that held against her because a capitol police officer who is never held accountable never held responsible K- murdered somebody, but the other people. Just in case you've lost track of these, one was Brian Sicknick, this security officer, Capitol police officer, and he was one early on that the left lied about over and over and said, "Oh, he was beaten over the head with a uh, a fire extinguisher." I want to remind you, Brian Sicknick's story, as now revealed, he was not hit over the head with a fire extinguisher. He left the Capitol texting with his friends one of his friends texting back or his brother or cousin or someone texting back about blaming Antifa for the raid at the Capitol blaming Antifa for January 6th and Sicknick most unfortunately and sadly suffered two strokes a couple of days later the DC medical examiner said no who who did the autopsy on him on Brian Sicknick no evidence no evidence of blunt force injury To his head, which was the supposed thing was he was hit over the head with a fire hydrant. No, no. Do you see no examiner says no evidence at all. Other one was um, that he was supposedly other claim had been made. He supposedly been sprayed with some substance that turned out to be harmful. Also not true. No evidence at all of having inhaled any dangerous substance. That's what the medical examiner said. But still, those are the facts that have been in the news over and over and over. And you still have the January 6th Inquisition Committee lying about Brian Sicknick and talking about him as though he was uh, lost his life due to conduct by some of the people who, who uh, got in the capital on January 6th. Not true. And you had this judge sentencing judge for Simone Gold, also making reference to this uh you know and, and this this officer dying from that which he didn't he didn't other people two people suffered uh their own health problems they were protesters they're there on behalf of trump standing up for trump and those people suffered unfortunately medical experiences lost their lives they weren't beaten to death they weren't they weren't you know, it wasn't fellow rioters who hurt them these most unfortunately uh that's what happened and so there was a you know a, a, and then, So yeah, Brian Sicknick, the two people. Uh, one was trampled to death, unfortunately, by a mob as the rioters entered the, the building, but he was trampled, wanting to be there. One had a stroke, um, not finding the fifth person, but it was also a medical thing. Just getting to the point, this guy who is sentencing Simone Gold doesn't even know the facts, or worse, knows the facts, but he keeps repeating the media lies about her. He also was critical of her because she works for an organization that continues to talk about COVID and the real answers for COVID. His characterization was she's, you know, spreading lies about COVID. She's speaking truth about COVID. And this ties not to just the profound injustice being committed by the fact that Simone Gold is serving 60 days in jail, but by this judge. This is a premier, primary you know rule of law violation that you're a judge you're doing a sentencing and you're calling up a fact completely irrelevant irrelevant to the charge in front of you mocking her founding of America's frontline doctors and that that organization talking about covid and and actually spreading truth about covid which the left doesn't want spread I want to close out the show today by saying this in our country we have survived Our republic has survived since its founding because we were committed to the Constitution, the idea of the Declaration of Independence, the idea of all of us equal, which requires having blind justice, and because we had some rough application, equal application of the law. The reason President Trump said, the reason that others are saying around the country that we are in such danger is that we are in a phase With the actual power in Washington, D.C., the person holding the presidency, the person who is in charge of this country and his entire administration, from his attorney general to the head of the FBI, to everyone he has filled his administration with, filled with people who see their mission as a political agenda to take down the opposition party, which in this case just means take down Donald Trump. The Biden administration has weaponized the DOJ, the FBI, against the American people, against the pl- their political opponents, much as Obama weaponized the IRS against the American people by attacking and refusing to process in a normal way all the applications by Tea Parties to get their IRS designation as a nonprofit. This is a hallmark of leftism. They are so determined, so determined to hold on to power, to bring their power and use the maximum value they have, that they get to a point, we here in 2022, when we're engaged in an unprecedented execution of a search warrant on a former president's home over documents, ignoring the fact that Obama took many more and very openly said, yeah, I'm taking him and that's that. We are watching the, the politicization of our government in a way that we that happens unfortunately in countries that are run by communists, happened under Stalin and Russia. It happens in countries where we don't have a rule of law. That's how serious this is. Whether you love Trump, hate Trump, whatever it is you think about him, the rule of law must survive or America really will go down. And the idea that someone like Simone Gold is sitting in jail where she ought to be helping people who have a, you know, have need have any kind of need with respect to COVID which she was so great at doing, that is an outrage. That's another just assault on the very idea of America, assault on the rule of law. And people, it is time to wake up and recognize we're facing very, 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 very serious times uh, in America. So I'm going to close the show, as I do every time, by telling you why the stories we talked about today matter to you. So we started. The constitutional rule of law, down, not done, America's founding ideal, individual freedom and responsibility under God, not individual subservience to the rule of men, is the most radical foundational concept of human government. The Declaration's language, I have there, all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, endowed by their Creator with unalienable rights, is based on and rooted in scriptural truth of the rights and freedoms that are inherently ours forever. The constitutional promises, especially the Bill of Rights, are in tatters today. The rule of law is the only possible means, the only basis for America to hold on to, to honor that idea that all men and women are created equal and it is under direct assault. The constitutional structure and the rule of law have been thrown in the trash by the radical left and the ruling elite uniparty. The people must rise up to restore America. And Lexington, Concord, and Mar a Lago. The reason for America's unique greatness, enduring strength and stability, is that we have historically honored the Declaration's ideals and the Constitution's protections, but honoring them is not universally popular. Hated hated when the Founding Fathers used them to break from King George and form America, hated by deep state since Donald Trump gave them new life under the theme of MAGA. And Donald Trump did give these ideals new life, these ideals of what our Constitution and Declaration promise, under the theme of, of MAGA. King George lost. The high priest and the U.S. federal government under an installed president are in the midst of destroying the rule of law and the rights of citizens. They must lose. The FBI and DOJ become enemies of America and of all Americans. Brazenly partisan political exercise of power is stunning, unprecedented, unconscionable. No solution but the complete dismantlement of the FBI and DOJ and vivid accountability. And I do mean that. When the next administration's in, there needs to be the absolute dismantlement of the FBI and DOJ and start over. They are corrupt to the core. Some believe Deep State wants to trigger war, and this is being talked about a lot, to justify suspending the 2022 elections. Please know the left would do this if they could figure a way, because they know a tidal wave is coming against them, if they could find a way to suspend the elections, they would. We cannot let that happen. Some believe Deep State wants to trigger war to justify suspending the 2022 elections. Americans will not accept this. Truth will prevail. And Dr. Simone Gold and American History. FBI raid in Mar-a-Lago is an outrage in a league of its own. One of the many FBI DOG outrages of Biden era, including the overzealous January 6th prosecutions. Dr. Simone Gold's story may be even more outrageous. She's not a political figure. She challenged COVID treatment orthodoxy as a fully credentialed doctor and lawyer. She saw the medical malpractice and civil rights implications and called them out. In D.C. on January 6th, she gave a healthcare related speech. Venue canceled, went to the Capitol, invited in and gave her speech in the rotunda. No violence, no damage, no criminal record. Weeks later, her California home was raided by the FBI. A D.C. judge later convicts her of... Illegal parading, and sends a sort of 60 days in prison. No sane country, no decent and fair judicial or healthcare system would have Dr. Gold in jail. The wounds to America, and Dr. Gold must be stopped. Okay, so my very fine friends. That is America Can We Talk for today. I thank you so very much for tuning in Uh, as I do this show every single day to talk about America. I will tell you that tomorrow we have a guest joining us to talk about the threats to America's Second Amendment. Uh, Daniel Wass, he's an outspoken person in favor of the Second Amendment and has lots of great data and and just just truth to tell about the importance of the Second Amendment. I do this show every day to speak up for America, and I'm so appreciative of everyone tuning in every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time to America Can We Talk, where I always talk truth about America, because America matters, and I will talk to you next time.
1: America, can we talk truth? about America. Can you-